One year ago, I was still a student in Rome, and I was in New York in Staten Island, staying while I was actually in Manhattan, staying with my best friend Bobby at the time. And I got to spend Thanksgiving in Staten Island with 30 or so of my extended family at that time. And now I no longer live in Rome. My best friend Bobby lives here in Portland and not in Manhattan. And there's no way that I'll be with 30 people today on this Thanksgiving. Sometimes we experience substantial change in our life. And every single one of us has had to go through, for better or for worse, some sort of substantial change this year in our lives. But the thing that we are reminded of on Thanksgiving, especially for Catholics, is that the Eucharist, or Eucharistia in Greek, means thanksgiving. When we come here to receive the Eucharist on Thanksgiving Day, we're reminded that simple bread and wine substantially change into the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. For those of you who've ever, I don't know, some of you have probably read the book uh, by Brant Petrie, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. It's an amazing, amazing book that I highly recommend. And there's one part that he talks about, St. Jerome. You know, no doubt the most brilliant biblical scholar of his day and translator of the Bible from the original language of Hebrew and Greek into the Latin. The first time we have our prayer, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, is in the Gospel of Matthew and then in the Gospel of Luke. And for the first time ever, a word in Greek, it's like epiousius, was used for the first time in those particular spots. So it's a little bit difficult for them to trace exactly what that part of it means. But this is the section where it's give us our daily bread that it's talking about. And most of those early translators that are closer back to that time talk about supernatural bread. And in fact, St. Jerome himself, I think he has the best translation and was probably the most astute and, and best person to look at at that time, knowing all the language that he knew. He called it super substantial. Super substantial. And it's amazing because in Judaism, the Jews had a strong belief, even at the time where Jesus was coming, that the manna that they had received in the desert, that manna, remember, it's bread from heaven. It's supernatural bread that they get to receive. And even a portion of it, they say an omer's worth, about a liter's worth. So if any of you carry around like a, a water, a Nalgene bottle or a Hydra flask of a liter of water, that's about an omer's worth. They said an omer's worth of manna was kept inside of the ark, inside of the tabernacle, along with Aaron's staff and the Ten Commandments. And we're reminded, though, that Jesus, that as we receive his body and blood, he is also the fulfillment of the law, like those Ten Commandments inside the tabernacle. And it's an, it's an amazing, amazing thing that we see. So there were those in the Jewish community who were waiting for this supernatural bread. And they said that it was said 
amongst themselves and in some writing, other ancient Jewish writings that we have, that that manna actually existed in heaven, ground up by the angels to give there. So like, think about it as a tabernacle in heaven, and it comes down to us. And I've reminded us before that the reminder that we need to have about ourselves is that when we come here and we come to the altar, that we receive the body and blood of Christ and become living tabernacles. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, which is in us. So this is the thing about this year. As we experience this substantial change of bread and wine turned into the absolute body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, our lives have substantially changed this year. Today is the day to take all of the difficulty, all of the troubles, even, even some of the anger of this year in so many different varieties of situations, and we bring it to this altar. We lay it down on this altar. It's an altar of sacrifice. We remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, and it's represented for us in what they say an unbloody sacrifice, in a way that we can receive it and be nourished by it. And there's no greater day to be reminded of that than on Thanksgiving, the, the very meaning of that word, Eucharist, when we gather together in communion with one another. So that's something I want all of us to do today. All of the difficulty, all of the anger, all of the challenges, and we're going to lay them down on this altar and give them up to God. So that as living tabernacles, when we receive him, that we can truly be healed. I, it was, I was struck by a couple of things, of course, in our gospel, but today I didn't even notice it until I read it to all of you there. They stood at a distance from him. What a funny thing to have in our gospel when we have to be at a distance from one another for so long. But then, then what does it say next? You know, go to the priests. Go and show yourselves to the priests. And one person comes back and is thankful for their healing. But today, every one of us can be thankful for the healing that we receive in Jesus Christ when we receive him in his body and blood. There, there's no greater gift that we've been given as Catholics than the gift of the Eucharist, than the bread from heaven to nourish us on our journey. So don't forget, it's probably more important this year than it ever has been to lay down your troubles on this altar and to allow God to take them up upon himself. But then we have a responsibility for, for those small groups of people that we get to see today that us as living tabernacles, we shine that light of Jesus Christ to those people in prayer with them, when we eat our meals today and in thanksgiving for our Lord Jesus Christ. I say this all the time to all of you, but please know that I, I truly mean it every time I say it. God bless you all. Truly, God bless you all.